Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Montana. Happy Friday. Hope you have an outstanding day. Welcome in. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, statewide television, SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Colter Nuanas. It's the Northwest Motorsports Studio. Hit up Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. You want to listen to the show on your mobile device, your cell phone, your tablet, whatever you got, head on over to 1029espn.com. There, you'll find the stream by just clicking on Listen Live. It's easy. You want to be a part of the show? 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. A lot to get to today. <clears throat> I haven't seen Rajim for a little while. So we're going to go around the wide world of sports, get his thoughts on just a few different things. Because although the NBA Finals did end over a week ago, haven't really got any feedback from Rajim about what he thinks of the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis Antetokounmpo, everything in between. Also going to talk some quarterback stuff. Aaron Rodgers won't shut his mouth. We won't stop talking about it. I don't know. I feel like I'm adding to the problem at this point. I keep saying it's he's driving me crazy. And really, it's maybe it's me. Maybe it's us. 
I think it's the media, man. Anytime you keep giving a talking head like that that much attention, like he, they're just going to keep talking. When, a, when an audience presents themselves, the show will go on. It's true. It's absolutely true. So we're going to go around the wide world of sports here to get things started. Also going to talk, of course, Olympics, specifically track and field. You follow this show around here, you know I love track and field. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love. High school track is probably my favorite high school sport in the state of Montana. I think it's definitely the most prominent female sport in the state of Montana. By the way, some uh, track and field news from the state of Montana coming up, coming up here in a little while as well. Also, the Class AA American Legion Baseball Tournament continues to roll in Great Falls, so we'll give you updates as soon as we get to those, about 4.45, we should have some roundups of at least uh, the first loser-out game of today. Uh, the only two teams undefeated so far in this thing, the Helena Senators and the Billings Royals. So uh, everybody else fighting for their tournament lives, but several different teams, including the Missoula Mavericks, the Bozeman Bucks, still alive. The Bucks are the two-time defending uh, state champions. We're also going to talk about conference realignment. Amazing that actually uh, we have not really talked about this this, year, this week. Texas, Oklahoma, Headed to the SEC. You like this? You're, I you're love this. it. I can't, you do. I, I can we? I'm gonna can I make an early like half birthday request? Like sure. My half birthday is in like 12 days. Right? <laughs> okay. So okay. I want to like if we can open up with this is hot right now. Okay. This is hot. Okay. So do you want to switch it up? Then you want to you want to open with this? Right? Buddy, I, this is okay. huge, man. This okay. is huge. Cool. Then we're also to talk, of course, about quarterbacks in the NFL because I think it's this is a point I've been trying to get to. We haven't got it to this week because we've been so busy, so packed around here. But I think it's worth remembering, man. Pretty much every quarterback gets divorced from his team. Very few guys actually end their careers with the, the, the at the place that they started. So Aaron Rodgers might be in Green Bay still. We'll see. But if he was to depart, he's certainly not the first one, and he certainly won't be the last. Okay, so let's talk about this. I I have no problem with conference realignment other than I think that it just adds to my thought that the Power Five, particularly in football and men's basketball, is it's a totally different sport in terms of the funding and the resources, the recruiting, the facilities, all those things than the rest of college sports. So if that's what it is going to be, it just need we just need to have a new tier right now, especially in football. We have these three tiers of Division One football, and the tier that the Montana Grizzlies and the Montana State Bobcats and everybody else in the Big Sky Conference are in, I like that tier because it is a step lower. It is it is Absolutely. one double A, and and they're playing for a national championship, and there's a playoff, and it's it's well run, and it's very competitive, and agreed all of it. So everybody starts the season like right now of the 120 FCS teams in the country. The majority, you could say, have an outside chance or at least some sort of aspiration to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. And the FBS, especially when you talk about the Power Five compared to the Group of Five, ten teams have a chance. Snowball's chance. That's what I'm saying. Like for real. Do, like Vanderbilt came and by a seat at the table. Kentucky no. not happening. The debacle of UCF a couple of years That's ago. That's what I'm saying. UCF, Louisville, like you got schools with. Big time money, big time enrollment that cannot even sniff. Oregon can't even sniff it, bro. That's what I'm saying. So I think that the rich getting richer, if that's what it's going to be, let's cut the cord and make that exactly what it's going to be. But then I think that the facade that this is some sort of amateur athletics is not true. These schools are operating on hundreds of millions of dollars of budgets. If you have a 100,000 person stadium, and each person in that place spends three bucks. <laughs> right. 
at a minimum, and I'm not talking parking or tailgate fees or a couple of T-shirts or a postcard for grandma. For sure. You're making bank six weeks, a, six weeks, a, six Saturdays a year, let alone the playoffs, right? Exactly. I'm going to switch the gear. What I like about the move is every week it's a marquee matchup. For sure. Like the, the, the intensity of the rivals uh, 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 of big name programs being in the same conference is wonderful. Like, I, I mean, that it's just, it's the SEC just, be, this is why, and this is why I got excited, just became the most exciting conversation I'm going to have until 2025 uh, in relation to college football. The, the magnitude and the impact and implication of every game once realignment happens is so much fun from a, just a football perspective. Now, here's the downside. You know I was going to come and play yeah. devil's advocate to myself. The problem with it is you also take away some of the most historically rich rivalries. Sure. That, you know, the one thing I do like about uh, Big 12 football and Big 10, fo- uh, not Big 10, SEC and um, Big 12 football is the, the, the roots that those communities sure. and these towns have that are, sure. it's, it's, it's God, football, and apple pie. Well, so here, here's my thought. I, I think that there is a misremembrance of the history of college football. Conferences were not so much the norm as they are now, for a great deal of, of college football, people forget, like when Penn State won its most recent national championship in 1982, which, by the way, crazy to think it's been 40 years since Penn State has won an actual national championship. They played four national championships since then. They played multiple big bowls, but they have not won a true national championship since that 1982 national That's crazy to think about. You just kind of peeled my wig back a little for bit. For sure. But, Joe Pa. But, but at that moment, Penn State was independent. Mm-hmm. Miami, when they were the U, the rise of the U, they were independent. independent. Yep. Notre Dame has always, always been, been independent. independent. During the great runs of the academies, Army, Navy, independent. It was only the schools in the former Big 8 or the former Southwest Conference. So, like, when Oklahoma was in the Big 8 or when the Southwest Conference with, like, Texas and Rice and Houston, Texas A&M, yes, Arkansas. Yes, 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 Those were sort of the first conferences. But what I'm getting at here is... USC and Notre Dame never been in the same conference. No. They still play every year. Absolutely. They still have a great rivalry. Absolutely. Right? So, do we even need conferences is what I guess I'm getting at. Because to me, if everybody that's has a seat at the table that could possibly win a national championship just joins the SEC, aren't you actually just pillaging each other? Even if you have marquee matchups, you're going to hurt each other's resumes, and then those teams have less of a chance of going to the college football playoff. Yeah, it's it's a double edged sword. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna win to lose, and then lose to win on the back end. What this also does is it it makes you it makes you practice differently. It makes you play differently. It makes you organize differently. Like the 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 competition notch that goes up with having Oklahoma and Texas switch these conferences. Like the the recruitment changes in the SEC all of a sudden. So it's such a reverberation of a great many things to come and to see how seeding from one nation and integrating themselves into the next is going to happen. This is what I like about the the, the loss of uh, two teams of this magnitude to the Big 12. It brings up two mid-majors. Like, all of a sudden, we get to look at schools that probably have don't get some love, don't get some shine. Uh, we, we have new faces that might be able to represent the Big 12. Um it, 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 it allows for growth and potential of other universities and colleges to, to, to fill vacancies. 
New Orleans Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Rajim Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter New Orleans. Sorry, a little horse here. The smoke is just getting me, man. Dude, it's, it's getting bad. you too. My, yeah, my, uh, my two littles, my two little kids have been struggling oh, with it. Yeah. Um, like, my ears are itchy. Like, my ears yes. and my, my, I know that sounds weird, but like, my ears and my throat are, are, are crazy itchy the last two days. Yeah. Um, I'm done. Like, I can't believe I, I can't wait for winter. Just to not deal with the smoke. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I know that sounds weird, everyone. I know that sounds Ooh, weird. Like, man. no one's ready for winter and, you know, the six months of grayness. But, like, I'll take cold over smoke right now. For sure. I mean, I would take anything over smoke. I wear for contacts real. and I got asthma. So, this is really, it's really bad for everything oh. Coulter Nuanas has going on here. Sorry, Wheezy. <laughs> it's okay. Um, Per the conversation about conference realignment, though, mm. the other thing that has always irked me is that we've seen basically the realignment that then has resulted in the uh, the decimation of certain conferences all in the name of TV money. Like, make no mistake, right. Texas and Oklahoma are going to the SEC money, straight because cash. of the guarantee they're going to get straight cash from the TV. I mean, the SEC is already paying every member of school, I believe, $43 million per year. To put that in perspective, that is twice, twice the University of Montana's athletic department budget. That's the check you get for being existing. Vanderbilt can go 0-11. They get 43 mil for being on the SEC. Guarantee. Well, now it's probably going to be 100 mil, right? Has to be. I mean, when you add Texas, you add the Longhorn Network, which is the thing that started started this entire... Huge. It started this entire realignment. So... Then I wonder, though, what's the future of the Big 12? Can they hang on losing Texas and Oklahoma? Now, you're t- I think Big 12 schools are getting paid somewhere in the mid-20s in terms yeah. of TV money. Well, you just lost your two biggest cash cows. So what's the sustainability, or are you even considered a Power 5? Because I think the Big 12 is probably going to make a run at a school like Boise State. I, I, which would make sense, and it I would, would also think they should make a bid to ask, ask Nebraska to come back. No ne- kidding. Nebraska is not for, you know, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, because it, 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 it can realign and reshift the demographics of the country. Nebraska is not a Big Ten school. No disrespect. The demographics just don't support it. Like, for sure. your demographics are more of the Big 12. For sure. But but is it, though, if the Big 12 no longer has Colorado and Oklahoma? True. I mean, those True. Were the, were, I, I hear you. Like, the Big 8 in its original iteration, Kansas, Kansas State, Nebraska. Nebraska, Colorado, uh, Oklahoma, like those, that's what the conference is. But those teams aren't in the conference anymore. None of them are. None of them are. I know. But there's there's always something to be, being able to go home now that two of the big powerhouses are, are leaving. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it For every action, there's equal or opposite, right? So mm-hmm. it would be interesting to see what the backside of this re- reverberation takes place. Who who gets invited to the Big 12? Does it, the, you know? Do these spots get filled at all? Um, do old teams ask to get come back uh, for nostalgic reasons? It's a, it's a, I like it, man. It's a, it's something to talk about. It's a little bit of positive agitation, if you will. I, if I was one of these schools, see, I, I, I totally understand the, the. This is probably the wrong word to use, but the, the quote unquote crowdsourcing of it all, or like the the, the combining of resources. I, I sort of get it why you would do that, right? Right. It makes it so that everybody builds from everybody else. That you you can make money off of Texas if you're Alabama and vice versa. I totally understand. But this sort of is sort of like the way that the third party marketing works at the Division One level. Like a company like Learfield Sports, they have the rights for most Division One schools, so they're mm-hmm. selling advertising packages across the country. Well, why is it beneficial for Montana or Montana State to be involved in that? Well, Learfield Sports is going to sell a 
uh, sponsorship to, I don't know, for lack of a better example, McDonald's. And they're going to get a big buy from McDonald's corporate, and they get to tell McDonald's, hey, you're going to be in 250 football stadiums across the country every Saturday, and then Montana gets a piece of that pie. That's why you do it, because you're going to get a very... Get paid. You're not going to get paid nearly as much if you're Montana. But then we've seen this with the schools that aren't a part of the Learfield. Mm -hmm. The two big main schools that aren't a part of it are Michigan State and Oregon. Yes. They sustain themselves from their own marketing dollars. Well, look at their brands. Look at how big their brands are. Huge. And they don't have to share any of it. Nope. So that's what I would do if I was one of these big schools that isn't in the SEC or will not be in the SEC. I'm going independent. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going to make... If I'm Washington... I'm going independent. I would. If I'm Oregon, independent. I would too. And you're, especially and you're with calling up, and then you call up Penn State, Miami, Alabama, South Carolina, Georgia. Say let's play every single one of them, and just build a powerhouse schedule and try to get in the playoffs. I just like, like it. Just like Notre, Notre Dame, Dame used to do. I, I I like it, man. I like it. If you if you get a fat check, remember I was here to witness it. Just give me a little cut. <laughs> what others are? The, what are the other benefits or lack thereof of this? Because I just wonder it. To me, I guess the first question is, is this a good or bad move for Texas? Because Texas has been this omnipresent story, right? When is Texas going to figure it out? Because everybody else has resource issues or they have resource challenges. Texas is the richest school. (laughs) They have the most money out of everybody, yet they can't win. So is moving into a conference, though, like the SEC, is that Better or worse for Texas as they try to sort of revamp themselves? I like I like this move for Texas because they, they go from, you know, the penthouse to possibly just standing in front of a house. And what I like about it is on outside of the money, this also says we're ready to test our metal. Right. That That's also what this says. This says that by accepting this bid outside of the financial implications and or ramifications. Yep. Uh, we're ready to we're ready to swing the bat with the big boys. Like where are we where are we at? So I think this move, you know, when, if it ha- it's going to happen between now and twenty twenty five, it's a <clears throat> excuse me. The smoke is getting to me now. Um, we'll 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 be able to answer those questions here in a few short seasons. Nuana's now. By the way, I have multiple. If you're watching on TV, you see I have multiple beverages. It's because of the smoke, but it's also because it's a Forest Coffee Company Friday. It's a Friday. You can stay up late, get yourself a little cup of joe. This is why Regime does this show, because he gets himself some free coffee, right? I do the show because I enjoy it. Well, of course, and I know you love I'm, me, too. And oh, I, no love, doubt. I love I you love very Tommy, much. I love Tommy, no doubt. Uh, no, I, I'm just saying, this is some good joe. You need some joe I do in get your it life. Because I work for Peanuts, and I got to have something <laughs> to wash it down. So I got, I'm double. I got my iced Americano going. But also right now, the special at Florence Coffee, you guys, is the Huckleberry Smoothie. Let's just call it like it is. It's all about the coffee here, Coulter. (laughs) That's right. I got love for you, but I don't work for you for any other reason than these Florence (laughs) Coffee breaks. I've been sitting back here for 17 minutes waiting to get the music going, talk about the coffee, fix the vibe, get us going into the weekend, man. Big concert tonight, too. It is a big concert. Tommy and I heading out to the Kettle House Amphitheater. St. Paul, the Broken Bones. You into these guys? Do you know them at all? They're funky. They are funky. They're funky. I I don't even really know how to articulate the way I feel about their lead singer. He's like my idol because I truly think this dude, he looks in the mirror and he thinks he sees Otis Redding. Or he sees like the most soulful. He doesn't under, He doesn't get that he's just like a dorky 
guy with Coke bottle glasses, like, he's got so much soul, it's ridiculous. Like, he looks in the mirror, I think he sees, like, the greatest soul singer that ever lived. And then he is. It's he's it's called channeling your inner James Brown. I got soul, he's, and I'm super bad. He is like, that's all, that's all he that is matters. like James Brown. Though, I man. know, like, man. The way he shuffles around yeah, with his man. little golden shoes. Yeah. Ah, stoked for it. Regardless, I'm going to be heavily caffeinated and nutrition as well. Go try a Huckleberry smoothie at Florence Coffee. Uh, Florence Coffee, no matter where you're at, in Missoula or around the great state of Montana, there's a Florence Coffee near you. So back to this conversation about conference realignment. I, I guess first and foremost, when it comes to Texas, here's the number one thing that has eluded Texas. Players. Point blank period. Players. And the lack of being able to get the best guys has then caused them to have massive turmoil amongst their head coaches because once they got rid of Mac Brown, now it's, what have you done for me lately? And you've had multi, I mean, Charlie Strong and um, Todd Herman and, Todd now, Herman, and yep. now Steve Sarkeesian. But really all this comes down to like a few specific dominoes. Like back in 2010, Mac Brown's last year, Texas went and got Garrett Gilbert, who was the national player of the year. You can't fault them for going for the national player of the year. He's a kid from Austin, Texas. He's the best player in the country. Backyard boy. And instead, they don't get Robert Griffin III or Johnny Manziel. Again, that's not Texas's fault in the fact that they got the best guy. They won the recruiting battle. Those other two guys, though, became Heisman Trophy winners, and Gary Gilbert did nothing. And that was sort of the beginning of this trend. I mean, you get Miles Garrett instead of letting him go to Texas A&M, things might be different at Texas. It's all about players. So then I wonder, that's the question, though, is does joining the SEC help you or hurt you when it comes to recruiting now? I think it I, it's, I'm going to use one word, four letters, push. I think it's going to I think it's going to hurt and hinder because now you're in a talent pool that you um, aren't used to recruiting from because sure. of how the SEC sits. But now it's also a recruiting tool to be like, we play in the SEC. You'll sure. be on television and playing against the best of the best of the best. And for the kids who don't make it to Alabama or, or, or schools of that nature, all of a sudden, if I go to Texas, I get to be on and, and then they see me in SEC and my draft stock and possibility and that's the other thing you know it's the draft stock it's the draft stock because now because now now where i mean 75 percent of nfl scouts are just gonna be in one conference one conference it's like aau basketball right. no, no one goes to high school games they go to aau stuff <laughs> that's right. why go see one kid when i can see 12 dudes at once there really? it is you will have some unbelievable renewals of rivalries as oh, well Oh, absolutely with texas and texas a&m now being in the same absolutely conference. and uh, they griped oh for sure Dude, they were griping Texas A&M was not having it at first. For sure. But, you know, money talks and bullpucky walks. That's right. There it is. I wonder what Baylor does, though. Because if Baylor could somehow parlay their way into this SEC, first of all, then you'd have all of the premier schools in Texas into the league, and that opens up so many different floodgates for the entire conference. It does. It puts a different mark on the state in itself. Like, there's marketing yeah. right there. But then also, Nick Saban might have three different trips to Texas to play games where he also can go recruit Texas high school football. All of a sudden now, Alabama and Arkansas and Georgia are in Texas way more than they already are. Oh, well, But the games begin. Some of the craziest stories I've heard in my career, one of the things I enjoy most about being a sports writer, especially covering college football, is getting to know a lot of the assistant coaches because most guys that coach football, college football, at, at an assistant level, if you're trying to chase the dream, you're going to be bouncing around. Oh, so yeah. you, you work with all these people. You live in all these different parts of the country. You're a vagabond of sorts in certain ways. Totally. 
And those guys are always so interesting to talk to, like their life experiences and things like that. But when Montana State first had it rolling under Rob Ash, beginning of this decade, I guess beginning of last decade, last decade 2010 yeah. to 2012, when they won those three Big Sky titles, at one point in time, I think Montana State had 24 guys from the state of Texas on their roster. They basically perennially played regular season and playoff games in Texas because they wanted those guys to be able to go home. They also wanted to go down there and recruit. So they would always play Stephen F. Austin in the non-conference or Sam Houston State. Then they ended up losing to Sam Houston in the playoffs both 2011 and 2012. Well, all that's to say, some of their best players were all from one high school, Euless Trinity High School in, in, right outside of Dallas in, in Euless, Texas. That's where Denarius McGee was from, uh, Trey Robinson, uh, a lot of great players uh, on Montana State from Trinity High School. Well, I remember here when Bo Beck was the recruiting coordinator there at Montana State, he used to always tell stories about Trinity and North Shore. And he would say, yeah, dude, during recruiting, I just go post up and I'm, I just sit there in the football coach's office because I know every single dude I want to see is going to be coming in there. But also all these dudes that are going to Texas and Alabama are going to be coming in there. But he would always text me, Yo, just saw Jim Mora. Yo, just Nick Saban was just at North Shore. Like, they sent me a picture, you know, him and Dave Dorn, whatever. Like, seeing FBS coaches all day. But that's what people don't understand is, like, you might be getting some text messages or some phone calls or something, like, when you're Jace Kluswich at Missoula Sentinel or whatever. Like, these dudes are coming into the high school, like the big dogs, all day, every day. Like, you're talking about college football recruiters roaming the, sh- the halls of North Shore High School in Houston every single day. Every single day. Which is ridiculous. I mean, I, I liken that to um, my cousins when they went to Matter Day down in SoCal. Oh, like, see, that's a great dude, example. Like, Matter Day, De La Salle, like, all of those schools. Like St. John Bosco Prep. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Servite. The, the, serve, oh, the, serve factories. The, the Trinity League is what they call it. It's oh, all the Catholic schools well, in the greater Los Angeles area. Exactly. And, I mean, they are... They have better funding than half the schools in the Big Sky Conference. Oh, they're, they're, they're recruiting these guys are on scholarship. Like it, it, you're talking fact. I mean, you're talking like you start there, you're going D1. Period. Oh, dude, I know. I it, I know. I'm very well entrenched with it, especially uh, from the early to mid '90s, and um, it, it, it's the same thing. Like you, there's a difference between having a, a team with a bunch of guys and then having some dudes. Like no question, your third string dude is a four star athlete anywhere else in America for sure. Yeah, man. So, so I, tell, tell me the connection there. You say your brothers are no, no, no. Cut like second cousins. So were cousins, at De La Salle. Next time I come, I'll wear my De La Salle stuff oh, for you. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's just uh, it's it's uh, the Catholic family <laughs> down in the southwest as opposed to the northeast. I've always thought that uh, that dynamic is so interesting too, especially with guys that come to Montana, Montana State. I think so often some of the guys that we see have the best careers, best experiences for the Cats and the Grizz are guys that grew up. Wanting to be cats and grizz, so then they they grind, they never quit, they because they're working for this lifelong dream, and they know it's focus, that, right? And they've seen the the breath, they've seen every Jordy trip, and they've seen all these, you know, all of these dudes, Mark Mariani, who went from walk on to All American. So the examples, they're so all pro, for sure. I always just wonder though, because sometimes I think guys that come from those powerhouse programs, they're so college ready because mm-hmm. they've already been in a program, right? In terms of the film and the weight training and all that stuff. But oftentimes, though, I think they have a harder time acclimating because they, on the back of their mind, they're always thinking, shoot, like I'm in Montana, but my homie's at UCLA. 
I'm in Montana, but my brother's playing at Oregon because they play with so many dudes that go so high. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you know some of those guys go to Oregon and they don't sniff the field for That's the first two and a half seasons. So if you're at Montana or Southern Utah or Eastern Washington and you're playing 80 to 85 percent of the snaps, but your boy is down at Alabama playing 10 percent of the snaps, you do the math on that yeah. and then holler at me. No, it's true. It's absolutely true. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. A winding conversation about college Love football, it. specifically conference realignment. So I guess we'll put a cap on this. Regime Seabrook, by the way, in studio with me. Hey. Coulter Nuanas. Uh, I guess we'll put a cap on this then. What is the future of conferences? What's going to ex- exist? Because I here's what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to have a fully restructuring of the absolute top level of college football. I think it's going to be as cut and dry as like a, a professional league. It's a salary cap. This is how much money you have to have. This is how much right. money you have to spend. Here's the way we're going to divvy up the revenue. Let's get the 35 or 40 richest teams in the country. Let's play a crazy, everybody's playing around, Robin. There is no conferences. Let's battle for a, let's call it, 24-team playoff out of these 40 teams Love that it. are here. You heard it here first, folks. And then, But then everybody else. Make sure you trademark it's this. It's a realignment, basically, right? So if you, if you can't, if you're not into the pay and play, you, you can't get into that top tier. Now, the Rutgers and the Colorado States of the world, the Boise States of the world, the Wyomings of the world, they're making another division now. Like We're going to call this the Group of Five mixed with the top-level FCS. It's the new level of Division One football. It's the new subdivision. Exactly. And then you can have a playoff for that, too. This is going to affect Montana Montana State. I'm not going to say sooner than later, but eventually. Because yes. the Big 12 is likely going to go pull at least one school from the Mountain West. There's already buzz. Boise yes. State, Colorado State are in the mix. Yes. If those two schools leave the Mountain West, Mountain West is going to go looking. Uh, North Dakota State is going to be an option, and Montana Montana, Montana State, State are going exactly. to be right there. Geographically speaking, it makes the most sense. So then we just have to figure out what is that level of football? What are you doing? If, if the Grizz moved up to the Mountain West to go play in the second tier of FBS football, and all you're chasing is the, you know... The Meineke Car Care Bowl. Exactly. The, yeah. the Idaho, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Yeah. Get out of here. I don't want it. Beat it. Scram. But if you have a new level of football that includes... Let's, like, let's say the Grizz and the Cats got into the Mountain West as it was with a few other uh, moving parts, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they were competing with other sort of group of five and FCS teams for what the current structure is now. A playoff system. That would be sweet to me. I would love that. Dude, I'm all about playoffs. I'm 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 a little over the power five, even though it contradicts what I said about loving it with sure. the with the inclusion of the two teams going to the SEC just because the games are gonna be good. Do away with the conferences, travel cross country, let Harvard play Oregon. Yeah. Like just bring it, man. I I the dissolution's gonna happen. All this seceding from the nation will yeah. have great ramifications throughout and reverberations throughout the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing that I worry about, though, because I think some of the, some of this could be largely positive, and I've I've heard this argument for and against Montana and Montana State specifically moving up. Right. Everybody always says, well, if they don't win as a high level, people aren't going to go. I don't believe that. I think that if you're chasing it, I mean, the tradition is already so entrenched. Right. But also, I think a lot of people would want to go because let's be frank. Utah State and Colorado State and uh, San Diego State, that's a way hotter ticket than Southern Utah. Or I'll take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's not a lot of people that are like, oh, my God, 
Like just the layman fan, there's not like, oh man, Portland State's in town. But if you're like, ooh, San Diego State's in town. San Diego, San Diego State was like number 23 in the country last year. Okay, I'll go watch San Diego State. Yeah. So I do think you would push it up. The one thing I worry about, though, is if the, the top level of the Power Five breaks off, that's going to then create probably a restructuring of the NCAA basketball tournament as well. If that's the case, and it's a pay-to-play and you have to have a certain budget, where the mid-majors fit into that? They don't. And this is all to say... Basic economics is that money trickles downhill, period. So period. The, the more that they break off, the less money there is. Like, there's so many teams in the Big Sky Conference that cannot exist unless they go get whooped by Washington and Oregon every year. They got to go get those paychecks in the money games. Montana, Montana State, they can make so much money at the gate. So they don't have to do that. But that's what I worry about is if they were to split off, then what happens because there's going to be way less money for everybody across the board that isn't part of the richest of the rich. Well, it also hurts that fan base because the minute if, if, if Montana does go up in a level of competition, you also now step up out of your own state for recruitment. It changes your demographics. It changes what your team looks like. It changes a lot of different things. And again, um, this is the psychology of the business of sports, um, especially on the collegiate level. It's just, again, I hate to overuse the word, just reverberation. Like it's not, it is, ju- it's, it, but it is, I mean, this, this, this will affect college sports. And now as you say it, and it's coming into my third eyes vision, it affects basketball too. hundred percent. And then that affects, honestly, women's like, well, the, that affects equity, everything. It affects everything. Well, that's so, the whole thing. That's what people got. That's what people got to understand though, is that that's the risk is there's 32 varsity sports offered in the division one mm-hmm. level to make money. Two, some some individuals like Nebraska volleyball makes money, right? But volleyball doesn't, doesn't make, make money, money across the, the correct across correct. the spectrum. Correct. So you had right, wrong, or indifferent. It's not an equality conversation. This no. is an economics conversation. Numbers. You have to have football and basketball revenue. As soon as you don't, all of the other sports don't have any possible way to exist. Nope. It's why the college basketball, the NCAA basketball tournament. Had to had, happen. had to happen. It had to happen this year. Yeah, so did partial uh, football. It had to happen because not only it's, it's sustaining universities, which sustains jobs. So yeah, it's a uh, god. It's micro and micro and macro economics all in the same breath. But you know what, brother? This is a podcast. I'm just saying. <laughs> it is. We are waxing poetic. Straight fire, boy. I love it. Nuanas now, Rajiv C. Brook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Keep it right here. We're going to talk Olympics, including our favorite track athletes, as my favorite Olympic sport gets underway today. It's 1029 ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Baseball is on center stage on multiple levels around Montana this weekend. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The American Legion State AA Baseball Tournament is underway in Great Falls. The Billings Royals enter the tournament as the favorite and riding a 20-game winning streak that helped earn the squad a first-round bye. In the first set of games Wednesday, the Billings Scarlets posted a 3-1 win over the Kalispell Lakers. The Helena Senators made short work of the Bozeman Bucks in a 10-0 win, and the Missoula Mavericks defeated the Great Falls Voyagers 7-3. Thursday, Helena stayed hot, sending 10 
10 hitters to the plate in a six-run first inning on the way to an 11-5 win over the Mavs. In their first game of the tournament, the Royals pushed their winning streak to 21 games with a 2-0 win over the Scarlets. And the Bucks, who are the two-time defending state champions, staved off elimination with a 6-4 win over Great Falls. Friday's slate features Bozeman taking on the Scarlets at 1 p.m. The Lakers and the Mavs face off in an elimination game at 4 p.m. And the Senators take on the Royals in a class of the state's two hottest teams at 7 p.m. For results of Friday's first two games, tune in to Nuanez now today at 4. And finally, in minor league baseball, the Missoula Powerheads bounced back from Wednesday's home loss to Grand Junction to post a 7-1 win over the Rockies on Thursday night. ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Sabbath theory tonight. It has been far too long. Hope to see you there, too. If you see me, come say hi, man. I'm down. I'll talk to anybody. It's been so long since I've been to a show, and I hope that all of you guys have big plans to attend at least one. Nothing that gives spirit to the soul like like soul, man. Like live music, oh, man. man. Love it. St. Paul and the Broken Bones tonight at Kettle House Amphitheater. I'll be heading out there right after the show. Hopefully you are, too. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. SWX Montana Television. Coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. You can check out Northwest Motorsport online and WMSRocks.com, or you can visit their new location here in Missoula at the corner of Stevens and Mount. We're going in a different order than what we originally were going in because that's just the way we roll around here. So we're going to save our Olympics conversation uh, for probably this the next segment and then into the second hour as well. But time now for a prep extra. A couple pieces of news from around the world of prep sports. It's presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank, serving Montanans since 1907 and a long time. Proud supporter of youth athletics across the state of Montana. First and foremost, the American Legion State Baseball Tournament underway in Great Falls. And uh, a lot of action early already. Helena Senators are just pounding the ball. They beat the Bozeman Bucks, the defending state champs, 10-0 on Wednesday. And then uh, yesterday, they posted an 11-5 victory um, to move into the undefeated portion of the bracket. Uh, that 11-5 victory, by the way, over the Missoula Mavericks. The Mavericks beat the Great Falls Chargers, the host squad, 7-3 on Wednesday, but then fell to Helena. So Helena, the only other team besides the Billings Royals, who came into the game, or the tournament, excuse me, on a 20-game winning streak, they beat the Billings Scarlets 2-0. So it's Helena and Billings uh, Royals, that is, tonight at 7 p.m. in the undefeated semifinal. Missoula remains alive. So does Bozeman, uh, as does the uh, Scarlets. So we'll keep you apprised. I haven't been able to track down any score from the first game today, the the 1 o'clock game. Uh, but we'll keep working on that. A couple other pieces of prep news. I guess this is actually collegiate news from 
formerly prominent prep athletes here in the state of Montana. couple very interesting and compelling gets for the Montana State women's track and field team. The first one, the one that's going to make the most headlines, is Shelby Schwain, the daughter of Brian and Shan Schwain. She's headed to Montana State. Now, if that seems weird because she is a former Lady Grizz basketball player, well, it's, it's, not, it's not strange that it seems weird to you. But a couple reminders. One, Brian Schwain, although he was the head coach uh, of the Montana track team for 12 years, is himself a Montana State alum. He's one of the great Bobcat track athletes of all time. He was, uh, I believe, still their, their school record holder in the decathlon. He was one of the great decathletes in the history of the league. So Shelby, the Schwain girls do have ties on both sides. Obviously, Shannon Kate, now Shannon Schwain, one of the most iconic basketball players in the history of the Big Sky Conference. But, uh, but Shelby Schwain, though, also, I thought this since she was a junior in high school. She is a good basketball player. She's a way better track person. I mean, she was the she was a state champion in, in the high jump, the, the long jump. I mean, she's a really, really good jumper. So I think it's a great fit. I think it's great. I, I say go to where it fits your strengths and, um, you know, allegiances be done. You know, allegiance to you and what your body can do and where your mind wants to be. So praises to her. Well, that's the thing, too, is she has been so hurt the last several years. Yes, yes, so she has. The number one factor for her is this going to be getting healthy. But hopefully she can because she's a great track star when she is healthy. So uh, Shelby Swain head to Montana State. The other one that's headed to Montana State, this is big time, Angelica Street. Probably the greatest javelin thrower in the history of the state of Montana. She's from Columbia Falls. She's a three-time um, state champion in the javelin. Uh, she was an All-American as a senior. She, I believe, broke the Montana all-class record, at least threatened it. It's hard in the throws because you have to do it at the state meet. I think she threw one during her senior year that would have broken the state record, but it wasn't at the state meet. But you can still call her one of the great javelin throwers ever. Without a doubt. Uh, but she's been at Texas A&M. She's transferring back to Montana State. So those are two big gets for MSU. We'll see, we'll see if Shelby Swain can get healthy or not. But Angelica Street, I mean, she will be Big Sky Conference champion caliber the day she steps on campus. And she's already a 160-plus foot javelin thrower as a freshman. So she will be uh, she'll be outstanding right away. And the air is a little thinner up here, my friend. That's exactly right. Little- it's, it's hard to train, though, javelin, too, because... It's the one sport, there's no carryover between indoor and outdoor track, right? Like, there's no indoor javelin, so you just have to throw into a net for nine months a year, and then you get to have one spring each year where you get to go let it rip. Man, I just say, and I tell this to a lot of parents, that's one of the most underused athletic scholarships for females oh, in, in the country. For sure. And uh, I know there's basketball players, golf, uh, you know, girls that are golfers, volleyball players. Like, I hear that. But if you can throw the toothpick... Universities are looking for you, oh, especially man. in cold places like Montana. Oh, yeah. And like, well, you can also climb to such a high level, too. Like Carly, yeah. Von, Carly Von Heater from Plains, Montana. Plains, Montana is what, oh, like 500 my. people? I mean, she's in the United States Olympic trials this last year. Yeah. For the athletes out there, you want to you go somewhere, walk on, but get that, th- learn how to throw that toothpick, ladies. I'm serious. Like, most underutilized scholarship. Don't let those dollars go to waste. Nuanas now. Rajiv Seabrook in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas. Olympics and around the wide world of sports. Keep it right here, ESPN Missoula. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. What up, Montana? Happy Friday. Welcome back in. It's Nuanez Now. 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching it. SWX Montana Television. This song, man. This song always reminds me of Robert Chase, program director over at the Trill. Good friend of mine. And uh, excellent music mind. I always love learning from Robert and picking his brain about all things music. You want to learn about some music? Check out the trail, man. The trail's killing it. Congratulations to Mike Smith. He was a finalist for Missoula Radio Personality uh, the year here for Best in Missoula. And uh, he does the afternoons on the trail. So no matter what, if you're not listening here on ESPN Missoula, flip it up a notch. 103.3 The Trail, one of the best stations you're going to find anywhere, quite honestly, on planet Earth. Rajim Seabrook joining me, Coulter Nuanas, hey. in studio. Let's talk some Olympics, bro. First and foremost, where are you at with the Olympics? Are you, you're a big Olympics guy, yeah? I love the Olympics, man. The, the hardest part is, like, trying to find places to watch it. For sure, man. Like, it's just, driving me crazy. It's ridiculous. Or, like, the times of the replay or right. you want to replay it, but you have to have this app and you got to sell seven pounds of flesh to get two <laughs> pounds of skin and I got to give up my first and third born on any given thing yeah. on the blue moon on the Harvest Wednesday. I know. And that's just to watch ping pong. I know. And they just tease you, too. Like, the other night, they, they always splice in a lot of the live coverage and or the two-hour slots. Yeah. Uh, for like eight, from 6 to 8 or 8 to 10. But then they'll just leave you hanging. Like, the other night, we got to see the, the great relay in the swim where Katie Ledecky almost swam America yeah. back to the gold medal. And then they... Like went to the interview, but not really. And then they cut out, and then the broadcast was over. And they go to uh, the nightly news, which I get it. It's you know network you got to do what you got to do. do it. But but even some of the stuff that's like on... I want to see the medal ceremony. Why can't I see Katie Ledecky get her medal? Well, there was a couple of different things. Like watching, I was watching the, and I forget what time I woke up in the morning to watch USA basketball yep. when they played Iran, mm-hmm. and like the the splicing on it was like trying to watch. You know, my grandfather put the slides together from the 1967 family reunion. It was just so splotchy and fragmented. And it's just like, in this age of technology, why is it so hard to watch the Olympics, man? It shouldn't be that it hard. It shouldn't be that hard. I, I don't know why it's so hard either. It's mm-hmm. it's a, a, a infinitely frustrating. But that's okay. It's been a lot of great performances so far, including this one. Women's Rugby Sevens. The U.S. Eagles defeated Australia, the defending champions, the defending Olympic champions, 14-12. to 12. In the final game of the pool play portion, uh, they were down 12 nothing. the United States was. They had to come back in the second half. They found a way to do it, and they're in the top seed into the medal round. This is super cool. Whitefish's Nicole Heberland converted on both of her tries to earn four points, including 
the deciding margin. So the game-winning points, women's rugby sevens against the defending Olympic champions Australia came from a whitefish native. So very cool for Nicole Heverland. And uh, there is a several Olympians from around Montana, including Martin, Martin Iusefa, who's also a rugby player, that uh, we're going to get them on the show when they get back. It, they've been, it was a totally crazy thing. I talked to Martin multiple times, invited him on the show, and he was like, bro, like I, I'm going to Tokyo. I can't be around people. Like I'm not trying to go fly across the country, go to a 40 million person city, be the, that guy that gets a COVID positive or something. And I was like, dude, it's cool. Like I know you're busy. Just come in. Just come in later. So it'll be fun to have some of these uh, local athletes back on the show when they come back around. Bro. You got to do me a solid. Sure. Text your boy. I will pay him. Get get me an Olympic shirt for my kid. Ooh. Like nobody else in Missoula is going to have that. Yeah, 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 yeah. What and, size? We'll, we'll get it for him. Well, there's his size. You know, that's like a kid's medium. Yeah, yeah. My size is, you know, <laughs> so you get, know what I'm saying. The best nation is a donation, son. That's right. <laughs> we'll get a couple Olympic shirts in here. What else has stood out to you about about the Olympics, or what else have you been watching? You, I, honestly, I've been watching like a lot of some, like the more obscure. Uh, some of the kayaking stuff is really interesting. I'm not a kayaker oh, yeah. or like interested in that kind of stuff to do it, but it's been interesting to watch. Um, that's been really cool. Ping pong. I'm a huge ping pong fan. I love yeah. the game. That's been kind of cool to watch. Um, the physics of it are ridiculous. Um, the three on three basketball I thought was very interesting. It was it was it was a different take and iteration yeah. on a classic game, but I really liked that. Um, I liked the skateboarding was fun. I can't believe people are screaming about the skateboarding. There's some people that are saying, "Why is this Olympic sport? This is like the sport for punks." It's like, what are you talking about? This is a, what a sport. Why don't you get on a piece of wood <laughs> and saying. fiberglass, rubber and steel? <laughs> And be as technically sound and not break your ankle or your jaw from yapping too much and show me what is and what isn't. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those people are ridiculous, dude. Athlete is an athlete. Oh, for sure. Period. Oh, the amount of balance and courage it takes to do do that. I mean, like Mike Smith from the trail was talking with us, like the BMX guys. Dude, it's ridiculous. When you are at the top of any activity, I don't care if it's skiing, football, volleyball, like whatever it is that you do, like it is wonderful to watch the best of the best of the best do what they do. I I totally get why the big American sports leagues dominate television, you know, the NBA, the NFL, Major League Baseball. But if it was up to me, just give me the 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 championship portion of all the sports in the world. That's what I want to see. Give me the best of the best. I don't care about December 11th Oklahoma City Thunder versus New Orleans Pelicans. I want the championship of whatever. The world championship of table tennis, give it to me. Yeah. Of hockey, BMX, I like it. whatever. I, I've always thought it was fascinating, though, because so many of these Olympic sports, they're so aesthetically appealing. They're so fun to watch. Or Why aren't they on TV more? I don't, because they don't make money. And the reason why they don't make money is because energy and effort aren't put into it. It's true. And that's the problem, man. Like, I think a sport like cricket would actually take off in America. Like, because you don't need a lot. You just need space. You need a couple of bodies. And it's fun. You know, when I when I look at um, how lacrosse has spread across this country, it's fun once you expose people to it. Uh, you know, I love basketball. I love football. I love baseball. But I also love seeing other people employ themselves in sports in other ways. Like, yep. there's, there's, like, European handball. Watching, dude, I want to play that badly. I, I had never really seen that. Sport. Dude, it's crazy. It's so, it's crazy. so crazy, but... That's, again, exposure. I didn't know about it until, sure. like, three Olympic, three Summer Olympics ago, and I was like, dude, I want to play that. I always think about this. 
What if there was a sport out there that Rajim Seabrook would ju- would have just been the best in the world at ever, but he just never got exposed to it, right? Like, what if I, I, there was just some sport in Estonia or something that I just never learned that I could have just been an Olympian at? For real, like, I'm so glad no one ever showed me competitive eating at a young age. That might be the thing that we're both gold medalists at. No, and you know, actually, you want to know what, though? We would never win the gold medal. Because there's no way we could ever out-eat any of the two-tails, particularly Chris and Ryan. Oh, gosh. It's... Uh, I hope... Yes. I got to tell you a quick story. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula. I hope he's listening. Papa Two-Tail. Chris Two-Tail. Good brother. One, Good man. One of, one of my favorite guys. One of the most original, just old-school guys you're ever going to meet. He's been challenging me to wrestle since I was six years old. He's 70 now, and he still whips me every time. He's uh, he, I mean, I, I, We've gone skiing. This guy's just ripping He's down the mountain. He's he looks like Yul Brenner, too. <laughs> he does. He does. Tell so, me he doesn't. So we're sitting up at Snowball this year. You'll love this. So we're sitting up at Snowball this year. We take a late lunch break because we've been crushing powder. It's been super fun. Uh, it's me and Austin. And uh, and then Chris is up there with a couple other people as well. And uh, so we meet up at the lodge. Standard, you know, get some pizzas. And uh, so Austin and I get a pizza to share. And then the other people we were with, they get a pizza to share. Chris gets his, his own pizza. Okay, it's fine. Well, he eats his whole own pizza. And then one of the other groups only eats half. So then Chris keeps going in on this one. He eats the other half. This guy eats like 11 or 12 pieces of pizza and washes it down with a 24-ounce beer. Ready to roll. Just ready to roll. Ready to go ski East Bowls. I would have been ready to roll into a sleeping bag. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. For real. And he doesn't even need to digest. He's just, boom, on the chairlift, rolling. I, it's amazing. I've never seen somebody eat like that. Guy. Machine. He's a machine, a machine. Dude. He's a machine. It's a testament, though. Keep your physical fitness high. Walk around. I mean, all Chris just walks around in the woods all the time. Mark is freezing, doing his thing. So, regardless, sorry to bore you if you are bored with our uh, we digress. musings about our uh, mutual friend's father. But regardless, shout out to... Chris, they're a great family. And, Papa uh, T. Probably, I probably wouldn't be sitting here without them. So, uh, ah. got to love it. Got to appreciate them. Uh, we're going to continue to attack Olympics because there's a lot more to get to. I want to get Rajim's take about Simone Biles uh, because Rajim is steeped in uh, all sorts of mental health sort of uh, wisdom. And so, we'll get... Thank you, sir. Yeah, we will get that take. And then we're also going to talk NBA draft, NBA finals, NFL, maybe even some Major League Baseball trade deadline. And I got a little tease about our upcoming podcast series as well. Keep it right here. Hour one in the books. Hour two coming at you hot. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 